Welcome to the Chalkboard, my fellow football nerds, for episode number 110 of Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Shane Half, and you can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at ShaneHalfNFL. I'm joined today by the best co-host in the game. You've heard him on the Tough Cover radio show. It is Mark Henry Jr. Give him a follow on Twitter at MarkHenryJr. Underscore. Mark, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Uh, it's starting to get nicer outside. I know you're you know, halfway across the country over there in Oklahoma, but it's starting to get nicer over here in Pennsylvania. So that puts me in a good mood. Uh, Philly's won tonight. So that's put me, that puts me in a good mood, but this is a, uh, this might be the most, this might be the, mo- I'm trying to think of the right word arduous. This might be the most arduous task we've given ourselves as a <laughs> podcast, like the homework I was doing and the, the things I was trying to look up when doing this and, the fun, we have a funny antidote to I guess the, the right time to do it would be right now. I initially, for I, 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 we had discussed the expansion rules we were going to use on the first podcast we did of this series. And this is part three of three. So might make sense to watch part one and two if you haven't seen them yet. Uh, but we're going to explain them and show the players that are protected anyway. We went through the AFC and the NFC protecting players for an expansion draft. Um, four on offense, four on defense, and one flex from each team. And then after we were done the AFC and NFC, I went and made my list, and I completely disregarded the fact that you had to do one player from each team. And then Shane was like, "Mark, that's that's what we decide. Like that's what we're doing. We're doing the expansion." And I was like, "Oh, I thought I had it all figured out. I loved my team. I was very happy about it." And then you know, Shane ruined it for me. Yeah. So. Just to recap for those of you that uh, maybe missed one of the first two episodes, in the first and second episode, we went through the NFC and AFC, and we protected four players on offense, four players on defense, and one flex player. So each team got nine protections. Now this week, we're coming through and we're drafting our expansion team. We're going to draft starting rosters, a few reserve players. We're going to take one player from each team that was unprotected. So this will be 32 people. Presumably, you would fill out the rest with UDFAs, free agents, you know, that sort of thing. And so, uh, as we've tried to figure out how to structure this podcast, it's been difficult uh, because once you take a player from a team, it locks down that team and you start to lock yourselves out of position. So, we're going to try to do this in the most organized fashion we can. If you're listening on audio instead of watching on YouTube, it might be a little harder for you to follow along, but we're going to do the best we can to paint a picture with words. If you want to head over to YouTube, you can watch this, uh, and we'll have it up on the screen as we piece the team together. We'll also tweet it out throughout the week. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump in here. And so, uh, Mark, I think the best way for us to start here is just to go through some of the must-have players and, and start to lock those guys in. So uh, I'll throw a guy out here first, a guy that, um, to be honest, we should have protected, I think, from the New York Jets. Jets fans called me on it on defense. They said that we should have protected DJ Reed, and I went back and looked at it, and I'm pretty sure that they're right. I think we should have probably protected DJ Reed over John Franklin Myers as an edge rusher. And so uh, I, I want to throw him out there first. DJ Reed from the Jets to be our CB1 on this expansion team. How do you feel about that? I don't know if he's CB1. I don't know if I'm quite as high on DJ Reed as the Jets fans are. I think he probably looks, uh, you know, better because he's next to Sauce Gardner. Um, I think that probably helps a little bit. But, I mean, it also means he's going to get targeted more. So you could, I guess, argue both ways. So, um, yeah, I'm, I think he's good. Uh, and he's who I'd pick um, now that we're talking it out a little bit. Um, he was who I ended up with, but Joe Tipman was someone I was considering from the Jets. I'm always going to be rookie heavy. Um, if mm-hmm. you remember our under 25 drafts last year, I, you were taking all the 24 and 25 year olds. I was taking all the rookies, it felt like. So it feels like I overvalue rookies a bit potentially um, in this exercise. That could be something we could see going forward. But I'm absolutely fine um, with DJ Reed. And this is like me and Shane are like uh, we're like if, if the if someone hired two GMs at the same time. So we have to like pick our battles a little bit. It's like but this is a, this is one I'm agreeing with. But down the line, after we get past after we get past our for sure, guys, it's going to be like, all right, here's one for Shane. Here's one for my it'll be it's going to be interesting how this plays out. Yeah, absolutely. And Joe Tipman. Uh, the center for the Jets is a guy that I really wanted on this team as well as I was piecing mine together uh, ahead of time. But 
ultimately DJ Reed won out. So I'm not saying he would be like our first round pick face of the franchise, but I think he's one we can uh, pencil in here. So uh, who's somebody that you had that is a guy that you want to make sure for sure that we get on this team? I think we can just uh, start at the quarterback position and we can just lock both down right away. And we both had them as our QB one and our QB two. And it's Jared Goff. Uh, so you can knock out the Detroit Lions and he's going to be our starting quarterback. And it's Trey Lance uh, from the San Francisco 49ers. And he's going to be our backup quarterback. And that gives us kind of, you know, what the I think the Lions are trying to do that with Hendon Hooker problem is i think hendon hooker is older than trey lance who's going into his third year um so there's a little bit of a difference there but i I still think that there is a lot of untapped potential with trey lance um i wouldn't be lying if i said that i wasn't a little worried that he wasn't better uh under kyle shanahan after seeing what brock purdy did but it's such a limited sample size so um i ended up going with uh trey lance as the backup shane did as well jared goff was a slam dunk I think we should have protected him for the Detroit Lions. I think that was our worst decision throughout the protections, to be honest. Um, so I'm happy to have him as our starting quarterback, though. But yes. I will say, a Detroit Lions fan who follows me did say they probably wouldn't protect golf. So I guess that is a little solace. Yeah, yeah. So with the Lions, uh, so you can judge us if you missed that podcast, we protected Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jamison Williams. And then the offensive line trio of Panay Suel, Taylor Decker, and Frank Ragnow. And I still stand by those. Uh, I, I don't think I would have protected Jared Goff, but I certainly I, understand the argument for it. I think I would have protected Goff over one of the – whoever we would decide the third lineman is there, probably not Sewell, so one of the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or maybe over Jamison Williams. The guy in my comments, his problem was actually that we didn't include Jameer Gibbs. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's I tr- I tried to talk myself into not taking Jared Goff, making Trey Lance the quarterback, so I could take Jameer Gibbs as the running back. But I I couldn't get there. I couldn't get all the way there. But it was something that I heavily debated with myself along the way. Yeah, I think that the only way you're doing that is if you like. It's hard because we don't have a salary cap in this format. Um, but it's hard not to consider Russell Wilson's contract, um, or else maybe you'd consider Russ, um, mm. but that's just something to throw out. But I, I think, I think Jared Goff's the right answer. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so that, that takes care of a couple of quarterbacks here. Now, an interesting thing that we're going to get to later is quarterback is the most valuable position. And so when you think about a team like the Tennessee Titans, who has Will Levis, would you take that third quarterback just to have another shot at it? And we don't have to answer that now. We'll get there down the road. But uh, another one I think that we can probably agree on pretty easily here would be our tight end, uh, Dalton Kincaid from Buffalo, I think is a pretty slam dunk pick. Uh, Kincaid, first round pick at tight end. When you look at tight ends that are available, there's some good guys. Like You have Dallas Goddard available from the Eagles. You have mm-hmm. Darren Waller from the Giants. So there's some other options available. But when you look at the Bills, there's just not a lot that I liked on their roster that was unprotected. And so uh, I protected or not protected. I selected Dalton Kincaid as my tight end. Are you on board with that? I also had Dalton Kincaid. He was some, someone we wrestled with uh, potentially protecting. If I, uh, I can't remember who he was up against, um, but I remember I threw out him. I, I was arguing for him, I believe, but I can't remember who it would have been over. Would have been oh, so, I had him over Torrance, who I love. Yeah, um, so for so the Bills, tough. we we kept obviously Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Deion Dawkins, and then it came down to Osiris Torrance or Dalton Kincaid, or we could have left Von Miller vulnerable on defense, and then we could have protected Kincaid, but uh, ultimately we didn't do that. And so Kincaid uh, on this team I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree for sure. Okay, uh Somebody else that you think is a slam dunk for the team? Um, Someone who I know we're both a fan of as a player. Um, I think when he's out there, and I think that durability concerns, if you actually look into it, are a little overblown. And he is a little bit of a boomer bust player. But there's a lot of receivers available. I don't know if any of them are better than Mike Williams. Um, 
And the Chargers were an interesting – the Chargers are deeper than you think, kind of, when you go through it. And Mike Williams was a guy that was tough for us to leave off. Um, and I think he gives us, you know, he's a prototype. And I, I think that, you know, you get that that true X receiver. So um, I think Mike Williams is a stud. Yeah, I, I am on board also with protecting Mike Williams. Another guy I had down as a potential guy to keep – or to steal here is Corey Lindsley. Uh, but there mm-hmm. were honestly there were quite a few centers I found myself liking a lot of centers. Yeah, we and, we can go right there. Just, and ultimately just saying like we can get down the road and see what centers are still available and and go from there. So I, I thought about Corey Lindsley. I really like him as a player, but I just thought center was a lot deeper in this draft than wide receiver was. I was looking at Joe Tipman, but the other guy I was looking at was Connor Williams, and that's exactly who you had. So I think we can lock that in, too, at center since we're talking about that there. Yeah, Connor Williams uh, out of Miami. The only other option I really had for Miami, the only other guy I liked was Jerome Baker, who I think is a good option at linebacker, but I'm going to take center over linebacker any day of the week. So, uh, And, you know, Linebacker was honestly pretty weak in this exercise, so we'll get there, but linebacker was was kind of a struggle. So, Okay, so that gives us one, two, three, four. That gives us six players selected. Um, we're, we're offensive heavy so far. Uh, is there anybody else that you think is a slam dunk before we start having to really chop these up? You mentioned linebacker being tough. I actually didn't think it was that tough for me. Okay. And we ended up with the same two. Yes, we did. We did. So I think, you know, it's funny. I, I Did you see that top 10 linebackers graphic that was tweeted out? I can't remember who it was from. It was PFF. It was a, uh, what's his name? Trevor Sikama from PFF had TJ Edwards as the number 10 linebacker. I actually got tagged in it. Um, because what do you think about it? I think he's over. I think that's. I think that's overrating, but it's in line with how PFF grades. Uh, I talked about it a little bit on Twitter because someone used at the end of the season for all the big name Eagle players. I put together like a uh, like a picture and like some of their stats they stood out on, and he had the second highest PFF grade of an off ball linebacker uh, for 2022. And uh, somebody had said that you know all these national people, nobody was talking about TJ Edwards when he was with the Eagles and now he's gone and everybody loves him. And uh, somebody had put my tweet on there and I was like, to be clear, like I'm not defending PFF's grading system. I think that's way too high. I think it, it slants heavily towards tackles, uh, tackle numbers. And, but I think Edwards is a solid player. Like I think he's a top 20 linebacker. Probably. I, I think top 10 is a stretch, but he's a player that, you know, I'd love to have on this expansion team and I'd love to have had him back in Philly, but the league also doesn't view him as a top 10 linebacker. Or he wouldn't have signed a deal for 6 million a year in open free agency. I would argue that that's probably in line with like the 14th best linebacker, like something like that contract, just with how linebackers valued. Um, I, I don't know. I, I without looking at it, um, he got a lot of hate for it. I think it's probably like slightly overrated, but with how high he was graded on PFF, I think it makes sense. Like, and it's exactly who I picked. And Chicago didn't have a ton of options, um, so uh, TJ Edwards was a good one there. And then a guy he's who the, won- <laughs> he's the 17th highest paid linebacker in AAV. And okay. I remember when he signed the contract, I said that. I would have given him that deal, but, and I think the Eagles offered him something similar, but I think ultimately he wanted to go back to Chicago. And so I, I don't fault him for that. And I, I think he's a solid player for sure. Well, knowing that we have like 13 million in cap space now, and I don't really know how we're going to use it. I, I do wish we would have just offered like, you know, like a couple million more off the top this year on a signing bonus. Yeah. Um, but whatever, uh, it's fine. It's not someone who I think is going to kill you losing. Um, I don't know how this turned into an Eagles conversation, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> TJ Edwards, uh, also a former colleague of mine at Fox Sports The Gambler. So shout out to TJ Edwards. He was on the uh, the All Pro Philly show. I don't know who will be replacing him from the Eagles this year. It, w- it was uh, two years ago. It was Avante Maddox and Dallas Goddard together um, as a as a duo. And uh, they were roommates at the time, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like, they had really good chemistry. I actually used to really like listening to that show. Um, and then last year, TJ Edwards was good on it. He would bring in like kind of a, 
a second guy with him, um, whoever. And he would always kind of like bring practice squad type guys and bring uh, lower lower tier roster type guys. I know he brought both punters on at different times. Um, he, yeah, I, I maybe that's just whoever PR gave him. I don't know how it worked out. Um, but he was he was a nice guy. I produced for the show one time. Cool deal. Shout yeah, out to TJ Edwards. Uh, I shout think, out TJ Edwards. But I so maybe that's why I'm a little bit biased. But I will just say that I think that he he a lot of the hate that was out there for that top ten post. I, I cool off people. I don't think there's that many great linebackers outside of the top five. So yeah, yeah that's kind sure. of my that was my take on it. Um, and and then taking care of the linebacker two spot here. Um, this was an easy one too, and it's a team that didn't have a ton of options, in my opinion. Um, and it's a guy who I loved last year, who we both loved last year in the draft. Um, and it's uh, it's Devin Lloyd from Jacksonville. He was not very good as a rookie, but I'm willing to take a chance at linebacker on a linebacker too to fill in with Edwards, who whatever he is, I think he's a rock solid starter at the very least. Um, so. Devin Lloyd, you can slot him in there and take a chance on his upside, which he's still a heck of an athlete, and he was so good in college that I'm still willing to buy in on him kind of figuring it out. Yeah, he was he was very bad last year. But yeah. he's a first-round pick, hyper-athletic. I really liked Cam Robinson from Jacksonville as an offensive tackle. And I think he stinks. I- <laughs> I don't think he stinks, but I had him I had him on my team for a long time and then honestly I just got to the end and there were so many offensive tackles that I like out of this exercise that I ended up bumping him off for Devin Lloyd because there just weren't linebackers that I liked. So Yeah, we're gonna get into it on tackle later, I think. Um but it's it, that'll be fun. But I I, I uh yeah, I, I think that that's who you gotta go with there. All Where, right, where's well, the next spot we should go here? Should we stick on stick yeah, on defense? Yeah, I got another defensive guy for you. Someone we both had on our list was uh, Rasul Douglas, another, another former, former Eagle, Eagle. <laughs> cornerback for uh, the Packers who has been good everywhere he's gone since he left Philadelphia. And I will stand on the Rasul Douglas bandwagon. Uh, I loved Rasul Douglas coming out of West Virginia uh, into the draft. I was thrilled when the Eagles got him. I hated how Jim Schwartz used him, and I always said he was going to be good somewhere else. And uh, He's gone, and he's been good somewhere else. But uh, I like Rasul Douglas a lot. The only the only considerations here is David Bakhtiari, is, when he plays, is a really good offensive tackle, but I'm not sure an expansion team wants to take a vet that – is often injured and there's some questions about how much he really wants to play. So uh, you could also consider like Luke Musgrave as a tight end, but we've already got our tight end one. I'd rather go get another cornerback. So uh, Rasul Douglas from green Bay is, is my choice for our second cornerback. Yeah, I totally agree there. Um, and I think sticking in the secondary with another guy we agree on at safety would be Justin Reed from Kansas city and Kansas city had a couple options here. Um, they, they're, you know, they're obviously pretty good. Um, you could go with Joe Tooney. Um, if you wanted to go with like a really, really good offensive lineman, he's probably one of the best offensive linemen available. Maybe the singular best offensive lineman available. I don't know if that's crazy, Shane. Um, oh, besides well, Lane. It besides is Lane. Clay. Yeah. <laughs> besides Lane. And that's what I just gave that away. But, um, uh, yeah, I think he's the second best, probably the best interior offensive lineman available, but I think Justin Reed is a lot better than any safety available. Um, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of good offensive linemen that we left unprotected. And I don't think we left a lot of great safeties unprotected after going through it, or at least some are old or some have warts. So, um, I think Justin Reed's just a, a really safe option. Also, you could go with Felix and Duque's Uzoma if you wanted to go with like a, a rookie, but neither of us were that high on him. I was a, I was a little higher than you were, if I'm not mistaken, but um, yeah, he's a little bit of a, a little bit of a low ceiling guy. If I had to guess. Yeah. I, I like Joe Tooney more than Justin Reed, but mm-hmm. yeah, when you get into the positions that are out there, uh, there's quite a bit of offensive linemen that are available. And like you said, not a lot of safeties. So Justin Reed was, was my pick there as well. Let's go. Uh, let's go to a funny position. Let's go to punter. Who was your pick for punter, Shane? Uh, Ethan Evans 
Does anybody in the chat that's watching live here have a clue who Ethan Evans is or plays for? Because I sure didn't. But he plays for the Los Angeles Rams, who have absolutely no one on their team worth taking. So I thought, hey, let's go get the Los Angeles Rams punter. So I got Ethan Evans. Uh, and I went and looked up his stats, and they weren't terrible. So I... I, I'm down for that. Ethan Evans. I'll, I'll read you his punting stats here. I'm going to go pull I don't it even, up now. You know what? We don't even need to hear him. How about that? You know why I'm fine with it? Because the Rams absolutely stink. I've heard some – Rich Eisen did a list this week of his five teams who are going to make the playoffs after missing it last year, and the Rams were number three. If you think the Rams are going to make the playoffs, go and take a look at that depth chart because it absolutely stinks. They're not winning four games. That roster stinks. It was impossible to protect guys. It's even harder to try to pick someone from that roster. So Ethan Evans easily. Um, I, I that's that's an awesome awesome call. He was a he was a seventh round draft pick this season. So we just we just said the Rams seventh round draft pick punter is better than anyone else on their team for this exercise. So uh, Ethan Evans, maybe he's the next. I don't even know a good punter to name. Maybe he's the next good punter. Well, guess what? We're playing under expansion rules. After this draft, we're in the NFL, baby. So we can cut him and go sign a punter, whoever we want, if, if you know he stinks in training camp. It's a punter. Yeah. If I was a GM and my punter had a bad punt, I would be bringing in a punter on Tuesday to have a competition. Like I'd be, I my punter would have a constant fear of someone being brought in to replace him. That's messed up, Mark. Kicker, kickers and punters are people too. I res I wouldn't say I respect kickers. You've heard my radical idea <laughs> of changing the NFL. Yes, which by the way, workshopping a podcast idea on this podcast, but we need to do a podcast later where we each bring up like five rule changes for the ah, NFL. We definitely do that, and we can do some real ones and some funny ones. But I've got a few ideas already, so. And one of those rule changes would be flipping free agency in the draft, um, which, yeah, whatever. Um, but I would say that I, if anyone doesn't know what I'm referring to, it's that I think they should eliminate kickers and have a quarterback line up and throw it through the uprights. And that means that the big arm quarterbacks, you know, you could throw like, you could have like an 80 yard field goal. Be, it'd be hilarious. I'm all in on it. Patrick Jeff Mahomes. George, Jamarcus Russell, they'd still be in the league. Uh, it, it'd be an absolute blast. Josh Allen is throwing 90-yard field goals. <laughs> There's no more punting. Uh, it's what the <laughs> NFL wants. Every game will be 55 to 50. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to another guy that we had in common here. Uh, go back to the wide receiver position. And let's talk about Brandon Cooks from Dallas. So, you have options with Dallas. They're all skill players. You could take Michael Gallup, coming off injury last year, had a bad year. Uh, you could take Tony Pollard, a guy that I think is being overrated by some people, but I do think Ooh. he's a good back. Uh, but there's some good backs out there. Or you could go take Brandon Cooks, and uh, I think Brandon Cooks would be a really good field stretcher for this team. So uh, we both penciled him in in our initial uh, pass-throughs. Uh, are you still on board with Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver for our team? Yeah, I've long been. I'm a fantasy football guy, as as Shane uh, is going to dis is you know grimace and disgust at my mention of fantasy football. But as a fantasy football guy who respects consistency, Brandon Cooks is just you know, he's a really good player. I mean, 1138 yards, 1173 yards, 1100 yards, 1204 yards. A down year in 2019. I think he was hurt for a bit of it. 1150 yards, 1100 yards, 700 yards in 2022 with Davis Mills playing quarterback terribly this year. So I think Brandon Cooks is in line for to get right back on track to a thousand to 1100 yards. Um, I think he's going to remind people that he's pretty good this year. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty upset that Dallas got Brandon cooks for what they got him for, but whatever. Um, Brandon cooks a really, really solid player. And by the way, I, I'm a Tony Pollard guy. So I'm a, I, I think Tony Pollard's really good. Um, I, I'm going to be really high on him for fantasy this year. Um, but running back is something we're going to fight on. Cause you have a running back listed from a team who I think has a lot of assets. And my stance is basically that I, running back's going to be like the last, the last girl at the bar like i'm just gonna be picking i'm gonna be picking uh 
That was a bad analogy. I'm going to be picking players, and then when running backs left, I'm going to pick whatever team's available because I think it's kind of that meaningless. Yeah, I, I don't we'll hate two that approach. We'll see, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where we end up. So this podcast is about to get real messy once we start diverging from our common players, and uh, but we're not we quite there more, yet. Though. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. So throw out another guy here for us. Where should we go? Uh, we already mentioned him, so let's go to the city of brotherly love and let's talk about the best player on our team, our franchise player, and it's uh, is Lane Johnson, at least for the amount of time he'll give us. Um, so if he gives us two years, I'm fine with it because he'll be the best right tackle in football like he has been for a, a very long time. Yeah, this one was... I struggled with this one, to be honest, because I love yeah. Lane Johnson. think he's the best right, best tackle in the league. Not just right tackle, best tackle in the league. If he's only got like two years left, Dallas Goddard starts to look really enticing. Uh, you could even think about Nolan Smith, a rookie first-round edge rusher. But at the end of the day, tackle's a premium position. Even if, like you said, if you get two years out of one of the best tackles to play in the last decade i think you'd do it uh so it was hard i had to fight against like the urge to go all youth just like i do when i do madden fantasy drafts things like that so uh, but i think lane johnson is the smart pick but it was a little bit harder for me to make than i thought it would be yeah i went through it and i thought it would be harder than it was um so the goddard thing i'm high on kincaid um mm -hmm. so i think we both are so i liked that as kind of our building block tight end and i was kind of willing to let tight end two go by the wayside a little bit um darius slay also a little bit older i think he's not even close to as good of a player as lane johnson is just not to be a hater um but i think lane johnson's just way better and at a more premium position i'm not as high as nolan smith uh, as you are Killy ringo I, I like but that's such a flyer uh, Avante Maddox is actually someone I really considered because he's, I think he's one of the better slot corners in football. Um, so he's someone I considered there. Brandon Graham, kind of the same deal as Lane Johnson. You're getting a couple of years and I think Lane Johnson's on a way other level than Brandon Graham. And you'll be surprised to hear the hardest decision for me for Lane Johnson or who was actually Jordan Davis, because mm -hmm. if you're building a roster and you can just get a guy who's a stud, you know, run stuffer and plug him in there, I, I don't hate the idea of it, um, but I, I'm willing to go with uh, with Lane Johnson. Yeah, an interior defensive line was not the easiest thing to fill in this yeah. exercise. As We're well. gonna. I, I have a guy I'm very high on, and that's that's kind of where the Nick Chubb conversation is gonna go. Let's just have that. Let's get that out of the way right now. Okay. Um, since I've already mentioned it twice, I don't think we can do Nick Chubb because I think the I think the Browns have too many good players available. Um, I yeah, so you've got Nick Chubb, Wyatt Teller, offensive guard, rookie offensive tackle, Dewan Jones. Uh, you could have Ed Rusher, Zadarius Smith, interior defensive line, Dalvin Tomlinson, who you're referencing. You could have Greg Newsom at cornerback. Uh, although with two cornerbacks already, I don't feel like yeah. cornerbacks maybe as pressing. Uh, Zadarius Smith is older. Um, Dewan Jones fell for a reason, and we've talked about that there's a lot of offensive linemen in this exercise, so I do think it comes down to Nick Chubb uh, and Dalvin Tomlinson. And I put Nick Chubb in on my list here. Uh, you obviously did Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah. And I'm open to that discussion. Um, so maybe, I don't know, should I throw out the other defensive linemen that I picked or yeah. in my initial, and we can sort of have the conversation. So I went really young. Uh, I took... My interior defensive linemen were Brian Brissy, rookie from New Orleans, and Kalijah Kansi, uh, rookie from Tampa Bay. And I didn't feel great about that, but figured, you know, it's youth, and maybe you take a, take a shot at youth there. Um, I feel like Nick Chubb is just such a good player. But then you get into the whole, how much does running back really matter in the grand scheme of things? And um I'm open. I'm open to bouncing over to Dalvin Tomlinson there and just saying we'll figure out running back later if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I was swung by this when I went through Dalvin Tomlinson's year by year PFF grades, um, and, and it's pretty staggering um, how consistent he's been. Um, it's starting in 2017, 81, and then in 2018, 76.1. 
and then 78.2 in 2019, and then 75.1 in 2020, 75.0 in 2021, 77.1 in 2022. He's had, you know, three, four sacks in that range um, uh, throughout that time. And he's been good, really, really good against the run. Um, I, I think Tomlinson's just, uh, I, I think he gives us a rock solid defensive tackle one and then i'd probably be willing to to go with one of the other two guys depending on where we're at with the rest of our roster that i I would definitely go with one of cancy or brzee um and you can kind of pair a rookie with a with a little bit of a veteran not he's not that he's that old i don't think let me get 29 yeah yeah i'm fine with that okay sounds good so dalvin tomlinson Uh, from Cleveland let's stick in that division and let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers who I think basically have two uh, two ways you could go here you could take your your pick of tight end Pat Fryermuth or tight end Darnell Washington or you can go with edge rusher Alex Highsmith which is what I found myself doing Um, you know let's leave us out let's I have Highsmith too but just in case, let's leave us available on this. Okay. I, I will just point out. So Alex Highsmith, kinda, he had a breakout year last year, 14 and a half sacks. Uh, obviously, TJ Watt missed a lot of the year, and so uh, he got a lot of playing time last season. But he's 25 years old. Uh, I think he might be. Now, he's only done it for one year because he hasn't had a lot of chances before that. But I kind of think he might be one of the better players in this draft as well. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I don't love what you have at tight end two, which we'll get to eventually. Um, uh-huh. So that's kind of in my brain a little bit here with Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Because both of those guys are such good blockers. With Fryermuth and Washington, you could put them with Kincaid, who's such a receiver. Yeah. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. But Highsmith is so good. I I, I just wanna I have Highsmith and I'm definitely open to it. But let's uh let's kind of put a let's put a pin in that one. Okay, I'm gonna drag Pittsburgh over here off to the side and put a little note here. Yeah. And, and probably we'll Fryermuth, back to right. It. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. And I know we both like Washington, but. I mean, you slandered Washington during the entire draft process. What? When I was saying he should be the number one tight end, but. Uh, well, you, you went too far. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I liked Washington. I just did a voice I don't even know if I had. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, was, I was upset that I was going to be anti-Darnell Washington because I love that guy. All right. Well, we have, as far as I can tell, we have one person that we're bo- that we both have left. Uh, so let's get him on the board here. It is Chase Young from Washington. He's really the only player that was appealing to me from Washington, and I think he's a really good uh, guy to get. I mean, he was touted as a generational edge rusher, went number two overall. Has obviously dealt with injuries in his career. Washington just declined his fifth year option, which does not mean they are out on him. Teams do this sometimes, but. Uh, Chase Young, I think, would be a great piece to have rushing off the edge for our football team. I agree. Um, I think people are kind of quitting on him way too early. Um, And I think that he's probably going to have a good year this year or he'll have a good year next year when he's on a different team, hopefully. I would love to see him. I would love to see Washington let him slip through their fingers and then him end up being elite somewhere else. I definitely could see it happening, too. All right. As far um, as I can tell, that is the last person we were we had on our teams unanimously. So, so I just made a couple changes um, because I had a couple open spots that I and I had to kind of um, available with similar guys as you. I think we can lock in our interior offensive line. Okay, throw me some names. So I think I I can go with Will Hernandez. Okay, with you from Arizona. who I think Jonathan Gannon called Big Will when he met him in the uh, introductory video. Yeah, there's not much not much that you could use from Arizona, but I do like Will Hernandez. I think he's a solid player. Yeah, just a consistent kind of veteran player. He's been around for a bit now. 
Um, and another consistent kind of veteran player. Who I, I don't know how quite as long if, if has he's been around, but is Austin Corbett um, on Carolina. Carolina, I didn't think they had a ton of options here. Um, yeah, let me but... pull that up. Yeah, yeah. I, the other one, yeah, and, and I think there's so many good receivers. I'm a DJ Chark guy. I like DJ Chark a lot. I've always been a fan. He had a really good year a couple of years ago statistically. Um, let me pull that up so uh, I can give that accurately because it gets slept on how good of a year he had in such a messy environment. Yeah, he had 73 catches for 1,008 yards for eight touchdowns in 2019 with the Jags. Um, he didn't – I mean, he followed it up with 53 catches for 706 yards and five touchdowns in only 12 games, which isn't that bad. Um, but I, I, he's had a tough two years after that, so it's hard to justify including DJ Chark when there's so many good receivers available. Mm-hmm. Um, so Austin Corbett would end up being my guy, and it was between those two guys. All right. Uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. Oh, I just found another guy that we have the same. Uh, uh, corner For Cincinnati, we both took cornerback Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah, definitely. He's He's a guy... I can't quite remember who we protected for Cincinnati. Now, if you could pull that up, you could probably argue we might've missed out on that one. I think I had someone in my, in my comments saying we should have protected him. We protected on defense, DJ reader, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, <laughs> and miles Murphy. All I forgot we did that lineman. Uh, to be honest, I don't regret that. I would still do that again, but I, I do think cam Taylor Britt is the guy to keep. You could make an argument for Tyler Boyd, but there's plenty of receivers still left out here. So I think Cam Taylor Britt is definitely the way to go. Oh, I, I think Cam Taylor Britt's definitely the way to go. Totally. I agree there. I, I think you could probably make an argument that you sh- we should have went five on defense with Cam Taylor Britt and maybe threw back one of the tackles or one of the receive, maybe T Higgins, Ooh, but I don't not T you can't throw back T. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I probably, I, he I, would definitely be the pick uh, if if he was available. Yeah, Cam Taylor Britt's really really good. Um, so I, I that that's definitely a good option there. Um, and then I'm willing to go with Kalijah Kansi um, from Tampa Bay. I think getting the pass rusher uh, a, a better pass rusher than Brzee, um, or at least a guy who protect, projects to be a better pass rusher um, from a team who. I don't let me pull up my options here from Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's Kim or Cody Malk. Um, and I'm willing to go with uh, I'm willing to go with Kalijah Cansey since we filled our line and we Levante David also, but we filled our linebacker spots. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's that's where we should go there. Yeah, I considered Levante David, he's so old. Linebacker was a little rough, but um, yeah, I, I'm fine with I'm fine with taking Cansey over Brzee. I, I would I had them ranked that way I believe I can't remember for sure but if you're going right next to Dalvin Tomlinson then yeah you could go with a little more of a pass rusher like you mentioned so and I have a safety that I like and we'll get to that eventually maybe um I think uh I'm willing to go with Marcus Epps because I think even no matter what I think we should probably have three safeties okay um so that's something I'm leaning towards. So and Marcus Epps, even if I don't think he's a, should be a starter on this team, so I have another guy I like potentially. There is a lot of guys on the team uh, with the guy I like at safety. So Marcus Epps at worst could be a really good safety three, as we saw for a long time. Okay, so we'll put Marcus Epps here. We can bump him down to a reserve if we find somebody else other option there wasn't a lot of options on the raiders jermaine illuminor offensive tackle yeah. but again we've only got one offensive tackle spot open and there's better options uh, i considered putting their punter on here at one point but he's a good punter with, too. yeah he is a good punter uh but then i ended up going with the rams because they just have nothing so Okay, so starting position still available we have an edge rusher a running back a wide receiver a t- tackle a kicker and you could probably say a tight end for 12 personnel uh, and then we've got some reserve spots is there anybody that jumps out at you I, you have david ojabo from the baltimore ravens and i understand why i liked him as well but are you willing to hear an argument for justin tucker Ooh, man He's the goat. 
he is. How he's, old is Justin Tucker? He's probably he's not, like 35, right? He's not that old, is he? I don't think he's like 40. And those kickers seem to have a long runway. When they lose it, they lose it for sure. Uh-huh. But 33, yeah. Ooh, 33? I could be convinced. He's. I mean, I mean he is so, the literal the best of all time at the position, and he's in his prime. Yeah. I mean, how often do you get to – select the best player at his position ever in an expansion draft. You could I mean, argue the Ravens should have kept him. Yeah. Who, did we? I have seen it? some analytics people went, throughout, throughout years. I, I have seen some fun stats about Tucker and the advantage he gives you um, uh, from some analytic nerds. Let's do it. Yeah. Justin I, Tucker, you are, uh, we should have decided on a team name or something. We can do that after maybe. There we go. Yeah. All right. Justin Tucker, uh, taking Justin Tucker over guys like Odell Beckham Jr., <laughs> Kevin Zeitler, David Ajabo, Michael Pierce. They had a lot of good options. I didn't even consider Tucker, but uh, I'm down for it. It's a fun option. And we filled we filled interior O-line and interior D-line, and there's a lot of edge options and receiver options. So that's kind of where I ended up there. Um, okay. I'm going to say I don't want Noah Fant. I want I want to put that out in the air. And also, I my the two the two I'm putting my foot down more than any on <laughs> are Noah Fant who I think stinks and Cortland Sutton who I think is theoretical more than actual. Um I, I think Cortland Sutton's just like uh, he's had like I'd have to look at the stats here. I want to pull up Cortland Sutton, so I'm so I'm not speaking Cortland, out of turn. He had a thousand yard season in 2019. He had yeah. eight, he had 829 yards last year with as awful as Russell Wilson was, 776 the year before. Like I mean, you could do a lot worse for a wide receiver three. Yeah, I just think he's got like a ceiling, like, a, and I don't think he's that dynamic you know i guess earlier on his career he was 16 15 yards per catch guy now he's been a 13 yards per catch guy i know denver hasn't had a great quarterback situation but i mean we have jared goff like i think that's like average like i don't think Cortland sutton's got the the i would rather go with a guy like tyler lockett who i think you can slide into the slot really nicely um with mike williams and cooks on the outside yeah so here so if if not Noah Fant, then for a tight end you're left with Fryermuth. You could go Darren Waller from the Giants. Uh, going Darren Waller locks you out of Saquon Barkley or Deontay Banks. Um, who did you have from Tennessee? Will Levis. I really so, like Chiggy Okonkwo. Yeah. See, so I with I don't I'm not a Will Levis guy. I had a I had a late second round grade on him but part of me was just like hey you know you're an expansion team if you could get three cracks at quarterback maybe you just do it also to I'd, go back so i had nick chubb as my running back zach charbonnet could be a running back option from seattle as well um honestly i'm like how many teams i'm still not even thinking about running back maybe that's bad but <laughs> Um, hmm. as I'm taking as... a look at other tight end options here. I mean, you're right. It's it's Waller, it's Fryermuth, um, it's Oconquo, Dalton Schultz. Probably not much of a blocker. Dalton there. Schultz was protected. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Hmm. Taysom Hill. No, I think we no. picked the scene already. Uh, no, we true. haven't picked a saint. Oh, no, we haven't. Hmm. We didn't protect Dawson. Not. Oh, no, we, we picked Kincaid. Duh. Um, hmm. It's really, really tough. Do we have anyone from Indy? We do not. I have a guy I like from Indy, though. So I, I I'm a I was a pretty big fan of Bernard Raymond for the other offensive tackle spot from Indy. Yeah. I think 
I'm fine with him being one of the even if he's our third offensive tackle, even or our other offensive tackle. I think he's he's he should be on the team. I agree. Yeah, so your I'll other stay. option would be Josh Downs, who is also he's theoretical because he's a rookie. Yeah. Um, okay, let's pencil Bernard Raymond in. Yeah, I do like um, another offensive tackle a lot, but I'm trying to decide this tight end thing while we're on it. Um, so you I like think it's, you like the Titans tight end, Chigazim Okonkwo. Yeah, he he's kind of a, a two way guy who can block a bit, and he's also uh, like an exciting kind of up and down receiver. Um, what did he have last year? Yeah, he only had thirty two pass, thirty two catches for four hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns, but he had fourteen yards per catch for a tight end. That's pretty good. I'm fine um, with that. I'm not married. I'm not married to Will Levis as a third quarterback. Yeah, let's that, go. With, let's do. Let's do that because it frees us up to have Highsmith as an edge rusher, and I like that quite a bit. Yeah, I agree. Let's do it. Because I hate you know me on Will Levis. I, I he can't. He's not on my my football team. <laughs> you you put mayo in your coffee. You disrespect the coffee gods like that. I, I can't have you on my in my on my roster in my building. Okay, so that makes Alex Highsmith. An edge, obviously he's linebacker, but edge, whatever. We're running a three-four, I guess. Okay, so that takes care of every starter except for our third receiver and a running back. So, who's the other? Re- I, I'm out on Sutton. Who are the other receivers besides Lockett? Yeah, let's um, hold on. I'm checking these guys off of the list. So we just took a Conquo from Tennessee. Uh, we took Alex Highsmith. Other receiver options, you could go Jalen Hyatt uh, mm. from the Giants. You could go with, uh, we've already selected from Miami. I don't know why I didn't mark them off. I copied instead of cut. Uh, you could go with, New England doesn't have receivers. Denver has Sutton. Houston yeah, we, doesn't really have receivers. Atlanta doesn't. We used New, Baltimore, so no Odell. Yeah. New we Orleans used Raymond, doesn't. so no Downs. Minnesota does not. I think since we filled tight end, I think we should go lock it there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's the move as well. Let's stick Tyler Lockett in. That'll fill out Seattle. So, okay. all right. What running backs do we have available here? Uh, Saquon. No, we there's they have some good options. Yeah, I don't have. I don't think I have any other teams with a left with a running back that I. Oh, we've got it. I mean, he's obviously got a pending, a pending legal matter, and he wasn't quite the guy he's been in the past. But I think we've got to go with Alvin Kamara. Was he available? Yeah, we protected him. Oh, all right, you're right. You're Alvin right, Kamara, right, Chris right. Olave, Ryan Ramchek, Derek. Carr, I don't think he Eric was like a for sure thing though when we were doing it. Um, all right, that throws a wrench in my my thing there. I will say, uh, what's his Algier had a really good year last year. Um, Oh yeah, that's that's a slam dunk. I don't know why I didn't write him down. Tyler Algier, the guy that's the reason the the Falcons should not have drafted a running back. Like, I think that's a slam dunk, right? Who is so? Who are the other guy? I I think there's multiple offensive linemen to pick from Minnesota. I think there's a lot of guys to pick from New York. Who are the options from New England? Yeah, I mean Tyler Algier's 22 Ooh. years old and he had a thousand yard season. New did England, we, you could look at like. Did, did we protect Ramondre? I don't think so. Oh, we've got to use Ramondre then. Algier and Ramondre makes a lot of sense. We did not. So you want to keep? You want to put three running back? Oh no! Oh no! no. We we don't have a running back yet. Yeah. You you could also potentially have Kyle Duggar from New England to be your third safety or your second safety, and Epps be your third safety. I or uh, Keon White. I have a safety I like that I'm going to bring up in a second. Um, but I think we go Algier and Ramondre. Okay. And then since you had Brzee as your saint, um, 
to replace him. He wasn't great last year, but he was, I mean, he's been really, really good for his entire career leading up to it. Um, and you have Epps there if he doesn't, if he's cooked, I think you go with Honey Badger. Okay. Uh, hold on. I have to Google how to spell Ramondre. It's R-A-R-H-A-M-O-N-D-R-E. Okay. Ramondre Stevenson as another running back. This team's shaping up better than I thought it would. I By the that. way, Ramondre Stevenson from University of Oklahoma. Oh, you realize he was really good last year. Yeah, yeah. He was I, really I good. I about him. He had 70 catches and 1,000 rushing that. yards. Like, that's, that's some serious stuff. So are we gonna are we gonna say Honey Badger is our starter and Marcus Epps is safety three? Um, I'm uh, that's up to you, but I think Ramondre should be our starter over Algier. Okay. Ramondre had the like I think well I think Algier was maybe he had like a couple more yards, but there's no way he had even close to what Ramondre had in catches. Yeah, he had 20 more yards, but Ramondre like quadrupled them in catches and yards. Okay, so we have four teams left. Denver, Houston, the Giants, and Minnesota. So let's talk about let's Minnesota. Talk about, okay, let's talk about Minnesota. So uh, Minnesota has a lot of options. Um, they've got several offensive line options. Ezra Cleveland, interior offensive lineman, really good player. Offensive tackle Brian O'Neill is really good. Uh, you could beef up your defensive line with Harrison Phillips or uh, Kyrus Tonga. Uh, I initially had Ezra Cleveland. I think you initially had Brian O'Neill, although I had Cleveland to be uh, a starter. And if I'm going for a backup player, I think tackle is a more valuable position. So uh, I, I'm totally cool with going with Brian O'Neill. Yeah, let's go with O'Neill there um, as our third tackle because I – I mean, he, you could argue he was like a top 10 tackle last year. 78 PFF grade in 2020, 74 in 2021, 82.7 um, in, in 2022. And you know me, 6'7 uh, on uh, in the trenches on the offensive tackle or at edge. That's my type. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> a guy who likes my 6'6", six, 6'7 six, six, guys. So, um, Brian O'Neill, welcome to the squad. All right. Now, our three reserve slots that are left are technically on the defensive side of the ball, but they don't have to be defensive players. It was just for balance in the chart. So anything is on the table here. Actually, hold on. Before we make that call for O'Neill versus Cleveland, let's talk about the Houston Texans. Because for the Houston Texans, I put offensive tackle Titus Howard. I feel like he stinks. No, he's he's not. He's been fine. But I understand that there's probably not a lot of options there with with, yeah. uh, with Sheldon Rankins would also be an option. Uh, yeah. But so if you if obviously PFF grades not a not an end all be all, but I'll pull up Titus Howard's here. Yeah, it's sixty seven point nine and twenty two, fifty one point four and twenty one, sixty two point one and twenty twenty, fifty nine point four and twenty nineteen. It seems like he's, he's a, like below he's average. A good pass blocker but he's not a very good run blocker. Yeah. I feel like we've got to, I think O'Neal's a stud. Okay. Um, I would go with Rankins as our guy for Houston. Okay. So if we take Sheldon Rankins, who he's 29, uh, he had a good year last year for the Jets. He was kind of bad the couple of years before that, but okay. So let, let's do that then. So we'll keep Brian O'Neal. Let's, throw Sheldon Rankins on from the Texans. And that leaves us with two teams left, the Broncos and the Giants. So with the Giants, uh, we're not going to go for a third tight end in Darren Waller. We're not going to go for a third running back in Saquon. So it comes down to a fourth receiver in Jalen Hyatt or a fourth cornerback in Deontay Banks. And, I lean really strongly Deontay Banks here. I, I imagine you probably lean the other direction, though. You were a big Jalen Hyatt guy. No? No, I, I think you got to go with Deontay Banks. 
Um, okay. Corner, I, I think you got to get a fourth corner. And I okay. feel pretty good about our three, our three receivers. Okay, perfect. That leaves us with the Denver Broncos. And you uh, could go Sutton if you want here. Yeah, you could keep Cortland Sutton as a fourth receiver. Uh, Russell Wilson, if you want to try to revive his career, I wouldn't do it. But uh, Baron Browning as an edge rusher. Alex Singleton as a third linebacker. Uh, those were kind of some of the guys that I had written down. Yeah, I'm taking a look at Baron Browning here. Five sacks. Yeah. He was not an edge rusher coming out of college. He never played it. He was the off-ball linebacker that kind of transitioned for them last year. And he had some moments. He flashed some. I remember talking about him on some of our chalk talks, having a few good games. But the consistency's not there yet. It, it would be a little bit of a projection. Yeah. I mean, Alex Singleton's, like, fine. But do you even want to keep a backup linebacker when you don't even have two linebackers on the field at, at times? what do you think singleton or sutton i think i would say sutton i think a fourth receiver is more valuable than a third linebacker yeah i'm down with that okay all right i will move him over in the chart before we tweet it out so here it is folks your expansion team we have at quarterback uh, from the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff. His running back is Ramondre Stevenson out of New England, throwing to a trio of receivers in Mike Williams from the Chargers, Brandon Cooks from the Cowboys, and Tyler Lockett from the Seahawks. He also has tight end Dalton Kincaid from Buffalo. Uh, his offensive line is Bernard Raymond from the Colts, Will Hernandez from the Cardinals, Connor Williams from Miami, Austin Corbett, from Carolina and Lane Johnson from the Eagles. Our starting defense is uh, edge rushers Chase Young and Alex Highsmith from Washington and Pittsburgh, respectively. Interior defensive line Dalvin Tomlinson from the Browns, Kalijah Kansi from the Buccaneers. Our linebackers are TJ Edwards from Chicago, Devin Lloyd from Jacksonville. Our secondary is a trio of cornerbacks in DJ Reed, Rasul Douglas, and Cam Taylor Britt from the Jets, Packers, and Bengals, respectively. Our trio of safeties is Justin Reed from the Chiefs, uh, the Honey Badger from the Saints, and Marcus Epps from the Raiders. Then our kicker is the GOAT Justin Tucker from Baltimore. Our punter is Ethan Evans from the Rams. As a seventh-round rookie, uh, definitely the least acclaimed player on this list. Uh, and then our reserves, we've got a backup quarterback and Trey Lance from San Francisco, backup running back Tyler Algier from Atlanta, backup tight end uh, Chicky Okonkwo from Tennessee, backup offensive tackle Brian O'Neill from Minnesota, backup wide receiver Cortland Sutton from the Broncos, and then we have a backup interior defensive lineman Sheldon Rankins from Houston and a fourth corner Deontay Banks from the Giants. And so that is it. That rounds out our expansion team. Mark. How do you think this team turned out? What What's their record? You dump them into the NFL tomorrow. What is this team's record in year one? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I'm taking a look at it. It ended better than I thought. Um, what do you think, like, the X factors? get? Like, I feel pretty good about the offense. Like, I think the offense is going to be above average to good. Mm -hmm. As long as it's, like, you have a good play caller. Not like a ton of team speed on offense, I'd say. A Conquo's pretty fast for a tight end. Cooks is fast, but not that fast. Williams is fast in his own way. Um, I, I, Kincaid's fast for a tight end. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm, I'm overreacting there. I think the offensive line's really good. Um, I think you have a pretty good pass rush. I think this team goes like ten and seven, eleven and six. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I think this is a 10-win team. Um, I think this team would be really good, to be honest. I think they're going to contend for a division, depending on the division, and I think they would make it to the playoffs. Like, I don't know. The, this team turned out better than I thought. Like, as you look at it, like you think through all the teams, like you think through real life teams, and they've got holes, and like, where's the big hole in this team? I, I don't know where the big hole is. Yeah, I'm trying. And also, you have a couple like. 
We also have a couple. I, I think the maybe the problem is like a lack of stars, which is going to be the obvious problem with an expansion team. I'd argue you have a top 10 player in football in Lane Johnson, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have some home run swings here. Like if, you know, Dalton Kincaid turns out to be the guy that people are comparing him to and Travis Kelsey, then that's a home run swing. You have uh, guys like Trey Lance uh, backing up Jared Goff. And then defense, I feel like we took a lot of upside swings. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Young, if he gets back to form, he's an elite defensive player if he's the guy we saw a couple of years ago. Kalijah Kansi, he's a really interesting X factor uh, on this team. Devin Lloyd could end up being a way, way better player than we saw last year. Um, yeah, Deontay Banks could end up being CB1 on, on this team this year, technically. Um, so yeah, we took enough swings while also getting enough like locked in veterans like Goff, Williams, Cooks, Lockett, uh, Johnson, obviously, um, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson, TJ Edwards, uh, you know, Rizul Douglas, Cam Taylor Britt, like you have enough guys, Honey Badger, Sheldon Rankins that you like feel good locking in as being at least average. And then you have those home run swings around it. So, yeah, I mean, this team could win the Super Bowl. I'll say, I'll say it. Yeah, I, I think it's a good team. I think it's a lot better team than I thought it was going to be when we started out this process. Maybe maybe we should have protected five on each side of the ball. Who's our, Who are our coaches? No, I don't know. I Do we get to draft coordinators? How's that yeah, work? Yeah, so my, here's my proposed, um, my proposed staff. Uh, it would be at head, and we can only hire coordinators. We can't hire okay. head coaches away. Um, my proposed staff would be Eric Bieniemy at head coach. Will be the team that corrects all the all the dummies that haven't hired him. Our offensive coordinator, since we're both fond of the guy, is Joe Brady. We're bringing him in. I think he's like a quarterback coach mm-hmm. on Buffalo. We're bringing him in. Defensive coordinator. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know where to go with defensive coordinator. Denard Wilson. What does he coach again? He was the Eagles' secondary coach, but that he left. left in the offseason. And to be honest, he's one of few defensive positional coaches I know, but I know he did a really good job coaching the Eagles' secondary. Hmm. And presumably, I mean, you can't hire a defensive coordinator away from another team to be your defensive coordinator. Like, I know a lot of DCs I like, but... I'm trying to think who's like a retired defensive coordinator. Who's coaching in the XFL? Like Wade Phillips? Yeah, I don't know. Bob That's... Stoops, but he's not a defensive coach. But anyways, yeah, I think that would be a really good team. I think they would win like 10-ish games. Uh, Mark dropped out on his phone. He's back on his computer now. Um, yeah, I, this was an interesting exercise. Um, you guys, uh, we'll tweet this out. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you would have done differently. I would be curious to see some of your guys's teams and how they turned out. Um, but yeah, I think this is a really good team, much better than I anticipated when we started. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I, I'm shocked at how good this team turned out. All right. Well, I think that is going to about wrap it up. Our expansion draft series has come to a close with part three. We'll have to cook up something else for you guys for next week, but we will be back well, next week, just like we'll be back most every week of the off season. I have to give you guys proposal. some football content. Mark's got a proposal. What is it? An on-air proposal. I think Ross Tucker just put out the top 32 head coaches, not to copy other people's content, but we did that last year. I think it'd be a fun update to do this year. Yeah, yeah, I want to do like a QB ranking, a coach ranking. I want to do the rules proposals that we talked about. Um, Let's do head coach next week because it was in the news. People were arguing about it. And I want to say Andy Reid is not the best coach in football. He was number one on that list. Andy Reid can thank Patrick Mahomes, lucky stars, for uh, you know going to Kansas City. Uh, but whatever. Uh, this team is really good. Home run swings, locked in veterans. Let's play in Madden. Plug it in there. All right, all right. Somebody make us a Madden roster. That's that's on you. You're the Madden man. Ugh, I'm not much of a Madden guy anymore. Uh-oh. But, yeah, I'm kind of over Madden. But, anyways, uh, 
All right, that's going to about do it for this episode. Mark, before we get out of here, do you have any final thoughts that you want to fire off for the people? No, that was fun. Had a lot of fun doing that. Um, yeah, I, I think we I think we compromised well there. That's a functional front office, me, me and Shane half. So if any teams are out there watching, you know, if you come for the right price, we will, you know, we will come and fix your team. Yeah, absolutely. So just give us a call. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Shane half NFL. He is at Mark Henry Jr. If you are a team out there that needs a GM team, <laughs> Hit us up. We'll, we'll take the league by storm, the first ever GM team. It'll be great. Uh, yeah. I will say that went a lot smoother than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be kind of a disaster once we started having to shuffle things around, but I think it was fairly easy to follow. Hopefully the people think so as well. Yeah, it's probably one of those that's better on YouTube. Um, yeah. So maybe we emphasize that when we tweet it out, but that's inside baseball. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I ended up, I left a lot of spots open knowing that kind of we had similar thoughts on it. Uh, I thought we compromised. Well, yeah, we ended up with like most of both of our rosters, I'd say, or most of both of the guys that we like really wanted to have. Yeah. I'm happy we ended up with my guy, Chiggy Oconquo. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. We can make it happen. Making dreams come true. So, all right. Uh, also, if you like this team and you want to tell us where this team should be located, you can give us a city, a mascot, a color what? scheme, whatever you want to do. I, it's it's yours. You guys can take this and run with it now. What was the Madden created team? The Tiburon? Wasn't it like the Tiburon yeah. something? Yeah. Tigers or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, I just remember Tiburon. I mean, as an Oklahoma native, I'm just going to say this team should play in Oklahoma City. And Ooh. Oklahoma City already has the Thunder, so it should the be lightning. like the OKC Lightning. Yeah, I like and it. shamelessly rip off the Chargers powder blues and their logo because that's the uh, coolest the uniform in football. Yeah. <laughs> but still, <laughs> what's the uh, the Oklahoma City Boomers? Yeah, I don't know. Boomer sooner? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Something Oklahoma City related. Uh, the Cowboys isn't is that, no, that's not a name, boo. right? I'm joking. Boo. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, you know, the Midwest, the South. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a name for Oklahoma, but I I used to always move my team to L.A. or Las Vegas. So those those options yeah. are taken now. We're all we're all tornadoes and droughts and thunderstorms. And we could go to London. We could. Yeah. London, Germany. I feel like it'll be London, though, if they. Yeah. Do. Yeah. For I think sure. it'll be long. That's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> Why did I just apply logic to that? I don't know. The the pod after the pod. So we're gonna yeah. cut it off here before we ramble on too much more. Thank you guys all for joining us for episode one ten of Chalk Talk. Uh, if you enjoy what you heard on the show, and we know that you do, smash that subscribe button. Turn on notifications so you don't miss the next episode. Uh, drop us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you stream your podcasts. We are there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at Shane Half NFL. You can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Henry Jr. We'll tweet this team out. You guys go check it out. Let us know what you think, what you would have done different. Uh, we always enjoy interacting with you guys in that way. And so until next time, we will see you guys. That's a stupid way to end a podcast, but we're live, so I can't change it. We will catch you guys next time. <laughs>